Section 23 of English Costume. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. English Costume by Dion Clayton Calthrop. Section 23. Mary. Reigned five years, 1553 to 1558. Born 1516. Married 1554. Philip of Spain. THE MEN AND WOMEN I cannot do better than commence this chapter by taking you back to the evening of August 3, 1553. Mary, with her half-sister Elizabeth, entered London on this date. At Aldgate she was met by the Mayor of London, who gave her the city sword. From the antiquarian repertory comes this account. First the citizens' children walked before her magnificently dressed— after followed gentlemen habited in velvets of all sorts, some black, others in white, yellow, violet, and carnation. Others wore satins or taffety, and some damasks of all colours, having plenty of gold buttons. Afterwards followed the mayor, with the city companies, and the chiefs or masters of the several trades. After them the lords, richly habited, and the most considerable knights. Next came the ladies, married and single, in the midst of whom was the queen herself, mounted on a small, white, ambling nag, the housings of which were fringed with gold thread. About her were six lackeys, habited in vests of gold. The queen herself was dressed in violet velvet, and was then about forty years of age, and rather fresh-coloured. Before her were six lords bareheaded, each carrying in his hand a yellow mace, and some others bearing the arms and crown. Behind her followed the archers, as well of the first as the second guard. She was followed by her sister, named Madame Elizabeth, in truth a beautiful princess, who was also accompanied by ladies, both married and single. In the crowds about the city, waiting to stare at the new queen as she passed by, one could recognize the various professions by their colours. The trained bands, in white doublets with the city arms before and behind. Lawyers in black sheriffs and aldermen in furred gowns with satin sleeves, citizens in brown cloaks, and workers in cloth or leather doublets, citizens' servants in blue liveries, gentlemen's servants in very gorgeous liveries of their master's colours. Here is a description of a gentleman's page and his clothes. One doublet of yellow million fustian, the one half buttoned with peach-colour buttons, and the other half laced downwards one pair of peach-colour, laced with small, tawny lace, a grey hat with a copper edge round about it, with a band pacelle of the same hat, a pair of watchet, blue, stockings. Likewise he hath two cloaks, the one of vessy-colour, guarded with two yards of black cloth and twisted lace of carnation-colour, and lined with crimson bays, and the other is a red ship russet-colour, striped about the cape and down the foreface, twisted with two rows of twisted lace, russet and gold buttons afore and upon the shoulder, being of the cloth itself, set with the said twisted lace and the buttons of russet silk and gold. This will give some notion of the elaborate liveries worn, and also it will show how, having understood the forms of the garments and the material which may be used, the rest, ornament and fancy, depend on the sense of the reader." A change has come over the streets. The town is full of Spaniards come over with Philip, and these bring with them many innovations in dress. 
The most noticeable is the high-peaked Spanish hat, a velvet bag with a narrow brim, worn on one side of the head. There is also a hard-crowned hat, round the crown base of which is a gold cord clasped by a jewel. A feather is stuck into this hat. Yet the mass of citizens wear the flat cap. Some of them, the older men, have a coif tied under their chins, and over this the flat cap. Again, older men wear black velvet skull-caps. With these Spaniards comes also the first appearance of the ruff, very neat and small. Although the overcoats of Henry's and Edward's reigns still form the principal wear, the short Spanish cloak has come in, cut in full folds, and reaching not far below the waist. They also brought in the cloak with a turned-up high collar, and some had sleeves to their cloaks. One sees more beards and moustaches, short clipped beards, and beards with two points. Shoes are now more to the shape of the foot, and high boots strapped up over the knee, also half-boots with the tops turned over to be seen. Often where the hose meet the trunks, these are turned down. The doublets become shaped more closely to the body, all showing the gradual change towards the Elizabethan costume, but still retaining the characteristics of earlier times, as the long skirt to the doublet, and the opening to show the collar of the shirt, or partlet strip. Ladies now show more hair, parted as before in the centre, but now puffed out at the sides. The new shape of headdress becomes popular, and the upstanding collar to the gown is almost universal. The gowns themselves, though retaining the same appearance as before, full skirts, no trains, big sleeves, and split to show the undergown, have the top part of the gown covering the bosom made of a separate material, as, for instance, a gown of fine cloth will have a collar and yoke of velvet. Women wear neat linen caps, made very plain and close to the head, with small earpieces. On the shoulders there is the fashion of wearing kerchiefs of linen or silk, white as a rule. White, in fact, is frequently used for dresses, both for men and women. The custom of carrying small posies of flowers comes in, and it is interesting to see the Queen, in her portrait by Antonio Moore, carrying a bunch of violets arranged exactly as the penny bunches sold now in our streets. There was, in most dresses, a great profusion of gold buttons, and the wearing of gold chains was common. In fact, a gold chain about the neck for a man, and a gold chain girdle for a woman, were part of the ordinary everyday dress. You will realize that to one born in the reign of Henry the Eighth, the appearance of people now was very different, and to anyone as far away as we are now, the intervening reigns of Edward and Mary are interesting as showing the wonderful quiet change that could take place in those few years, and alter man's exterior from the appearance of a playing card, stiff, square, blob-footed, to the doublet and hose person with a cart-wheel of a ruff, which recalls us to Elizabethan dress. End of section 23. Read by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org, in March 2011 in San Diego, California.